Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 64 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. Today, we're going to be talking about non-native species, invasive species, but from a little different standpoint. We face a conundrum here in wildlife where wildlife managers are managing non-native and invasive species in certain areas uh, for the benefit and of humans as well as their pleasure. And it's kind of interesting. Uh, this whole thing got started yesterday when I stopped by uh, my son's school. I had to drop off a coat and I ended up running into him. And he was working on a paper on invasive species. And we got talking about Asian carp uh, and the challenges that they're creating on the system within the United States, as well as mussels, zebra mussels. And one he had on there that I wasn't really aware of was rabbits. Now, I knew... A little bit about the rabbit situation in Australia. I've read, you know, stories about it. But there was an island in South Africa that has been completely overrun by rabbits. They were released, it looks like to me, somewhere around 2005. And by 2000 and 2008, this handful had grown to a population size of about 4,000. And the challenges they were creating on that ecosystem were so bad that they were basically making the island a desert because they were eating vegetation, so much vegetation that they uh, themselves started to die off from a lack of resources. And the museum had just been given a handful of these. They released them and who knew that they would explode and cause a problem. And it's so interesting to me in wildlife. We always face these conundrums of managing non-native species. They're non-native and in certain areas they become invasive. And it started, I started to look into some of the species that I've got to work with in wildlife and, and <laughs> understand a little more about their history. And it's just interesting because everybody talks about going back to what it was historically, uh, bringing things back to what we find natural so to speak before Europeans spread across North America and yet we still continue to bring in these non-native species grow these populations and help them spread it's just a conundrum it's a social construct it's one of those things that we're doing it because society wants them and so I started looking into some of the uh, individuals that or species that I've worked with and rainbow trout. I didn't realize uh, rainbow trout were an invasive species and they've become so bad worldwide that they've now reached the top 100 world species, world invasive species list. So they are from the Western United States and they started being exported around the 1870s. And they've just dominated their systems. They're predators. They're, they go out and they're voracious. And yet you talk to certain people, fly fishermen, dry fly fishermen especially, and they are absolutely loved. And there's a few different hybrids out there that uh, people like to mix. You got the cut bow, the bow cut. And then you've just got the, the rain brown or the brown rain. There's just all these different words that come up for these beloved 
trout, but are absolutely hated in other parts of the world. Another one is uh, the ring-necked pheasant. Chinese ring-necked pheasant came from Asia, introduced in 1881 by an Owen Denny. He released 60 birds in Oregon and then subsequently brought in another group in 82 and 84. And now you have organizations dedicated for the increase of pheasants as well as state agencies that are actively trying to grow population by doing pheasant releases. The pheasant releases are questionable at best uh, as far as their effectiveness. I think uh, somewhere around 90-something percent of those die within the first month. But you have state agencies that are actively promoting the increase of non-native species. Another one that I wasn't really aware of, I knew it was non-native, but I didn't really understand the history, was the chuckers. They were brought in uh, from Pakistan in 1893. The population didn't really take off. So between 1931 and 1970, the uh, government or the United States brought in another 800,000 birds and released them. And so there are all these species um, that we are actively managing and promoting, even though they're non-native. It's just that conundrum you face in wildlife. What do you do when people really want them and you know they're not native? Well, the current trend is to continue to help those populations grow. I don't know. Wildlife's a conundrum. It's fascinating and interesting all at the same time. All right, you guys. Have a great day. Stay wild.